that we need from the Lord, all that we are standing for. God, Lord, this is our year. This is our year. And so we declare tonight in the name of Jesus that faith, faith sees, faith speaks. We are seeing with the eyes of faith. We are speaking by faith. The Bible says we call those things that be not as though they are. Faith calls those things that be not as though they are. And they manifest. The Bible says the things we can see, those things we can see, with our natural eyes are temporary. But the unseen things, the things we can see with our eyes of faith, are eternal. And so Lord, we thank you. And we are acting on our faith tonight. Oh, Father, we thank you because we are acting on our faith tonight. We are acting on our faith tonight. Father, thank you because everything has been given unto us. We are acting on our faith tonight. We give you praise and we give you glory. Oh, thank you, Father. And faith takes it. And so tonight we thank you, we take it. The Bible says, from the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God, sovereign violence, and the violent take it by force. So we take it by force tonight. Oh, we take our inheritance by force tonight. The Bible says, who, who goes to the house of a strong man and just want to take plunder him without first, without first binding the strong man before you can plunder him. So Lord, tonight we bind every strong man in the name of Jesus. The strong man of finance, we bind you in the name of Jesus. The strong man of idea, we bind you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for innovation. We thank you for ideas. We thank you for the finance to do all that God will ask us all to do in this season. We thank you for the wisdom to be able to execute, oh Lord. Oh, we thank you, Father. Mighty God, we give you praise and glory. Thank you because we have the wisdom, we have the understanding, oh Lord, to be able to do all that you have laid on our hearts, even at this season. And we give you glory and praise. Oh, blessed be your name, Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. So we stand in agreement tonight. Oh, we thank you. Oh, what a wonderful God you are. In this season, we appreciate you for what you are doing. We thank you, oh Lord, individually, oh Lord, collectively, as a family of God. Thank you for what you are doing. We appreciate you, Jesus. And we want to thank you as we stand in agreement. We thank you because it is done. In the name of Jesus, by faith, it is done. And we thank you that we, you are not asking us to pay for it. You are asking us to believe for it. And so tonight we stand in agreement and we say we believe. And we thank you. Because if we can believe it, you say if we can believe, we will see the glory of God. Father, we thank you for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. 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 So you're welcome all. And um, I'll quickly go into... Uh, message tonight is very um, we're continuing our series on the champions um, you know the vision of the church is raising a new generation of champions so we'll continue with that and tonight um, the title of my message is a very funny one it's called the coat of many colors <laughs> and when I say the coat of many colors you know where I'm talking from <laughs> the coat of many colors and if you want to give it a subtopic or a subtitle, you might want to call it Disappointment Shouldn't Kill Your Dream. Tell your neighbor, Disappointment Shouldn't Kill Your Dream. You know, I, I was just uh, going through this and I was thinking, you know, uh, 
a lot of time we don't handle disappointment very well. Uh, we have an expectation beginning of the year, January 1st. Uh, it's amazing that this year is only, February is only how many days now? 17 days? Uh, and then you see that it's like forever. It's like this year started forever. Uh, but it's interesting because uh, by the grace of God now, everything is part of the process. Uh, I was sharing with somebody today, I said, whatever it is that we're going through right now is a process. All right? God didn't say we will not go through. He said you will go through. Uh, and going through means you're passing through. That means you're going somewhere. People who are not going anywhere are not going through anything. They're just there. But when you are going through, it's because God is processing something. Uh, it's taking us through to the next level. Uh, so Genesis chapter 37. That's my text. I'll read verse 1 to 3. Genesis 37 verse 1 to 3. It's the story of, uh, of Joseph. He said, Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. Uh, this is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers. And the lad was with the son of Silha, and the sons of Silpha, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Now Joseph loved, no, now Israel loved Je- Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he also made him a coat of many colors. Hallelujah. So he made him a coat of many colors. Um, and then that is where the problem started from. Amen. Uh, so now tonight we're looking at, like I said, the topic is the coat of many colors. Uh, disappointments shouldn't stop your dream. Disappointment shouldn't stop your dreams. Uh, so you have dream, but it shouldn't be stopped because of a disappointment. Uh, as we're going to find out in the life, as we're going to find out in the life of um, um, Joseph, amen. You cannot become a winner without a fight. Have you ever seen somebody say, oh, he's the undisputed champion of the whole world? He must have fought. Even when they play basketball, you know, I don't know why they call it World Championship because it's only in the United States. But, <laughs> but they still call it World Championship. And somebody has to win. Uh, how many games do they play in the regular season? I think about. They play 82 games in the regular season and then they play the playoffs. And then one person wins and they say, oh, that's the World Champion. Well, they should be United States Champion. Uh, but then they call it World Champion. But then you fight. You, you, you have to fight. Some of them have to take injection. They play through pains. Uh, the NFL is the same thing. To win the Super Bowl, which happened a few weeks ago, you have to fight. It's a fight from uh, playing the regular season of uh, about 16 games or thereabout, and then to going into the playoffs, and then they fight and fight until they get a winner in this um, you know, conference, and that conference, and the two conferences come together, and then they have to play the Super Bowl final. So, so, so fight, you know. And someone said, to become a champion, you will overcome adversity. There will be uh, things that you have to overcome for you to become a champion. So now, Joseph is the, is the center of our story today. And um, you will agree with me that Joseph uh, deserves to be in the, king, in the hall of fame of kingdom champion. Let's see, it was mentioned in Hebrews 11.22. It was mentioned, Joseph was mentioned uh, in that league, Hebrews 11 verse 22. Hallelujah. So, 
I want us to know that you are God's favorite. And that's important. And so we cannot act, um, we cannot act like we're just a nobody. We are God's favorite, and the hand of the Lord is upon us. And that's why the enemy is so mad. That's why the enemy is so upset. Because he knows we are God's favorite. And unfortunately, God know, the enemy even knows, but sometimes we do not even behave like that. Let's go to Jeremiah 31 verse 3 and see what God says uh, concerning that. Jeremiah 31 verse 3. You are God's favorite. Amen. How many favorites of God are here? I am God's favorite. Hallelujah. I am God's favorite. 31 verse 3 says, The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. You are my favorite. I have loved you with an everlasting love. The devil wants you to believe otherwise, but you are God's favorite. He killed his only son to keep you alive. You are God's favorite. You don't have to do anything to hence God's favor. The Bible says in the house of the righteous, that's where favor dwells. Hallelujah. It says he surrounds the righteous with favor as a sheep. Psalm 5 verse 12. So God favors us. Amen. We have the favor of God. And so, you know, the kind of things we want, the kind of thing we expect, we should always say, that happens to me all the time. And when anything happens around us that is not, does not line up with God, we need to be able to say, no, this is not permitted here. Hallelujah. So we must understand that disappointment will come. But how do we handle it? It will come no matter what, no matter how. I mean, I was sharing with somebody today, uh, and I said, look at Donald Trump now. How many times he suffered bankruptcy? Today is the president of the United States. <laughs> You know, a lot of people give up. We see people today who are successful. You, are, you don't know their story. You know, we judge them. You, you judge somebody's story. Uh, you know, you, you look at somebody's 20 years and you want to compare it to your own two months. That's where we, a lot of us make mistakes. I don't want to compare somebody's 40 years in ministry with my four months with this work. <laughs> no, I'll be a fool doing that. Because there is no way, no matter how fast, there are still something you will learn that God will still want you to learn to be able to get to that level. You give somebody who only has two months experience to handle something that is 40 years, they will fail. They won't even know how to put one leg in front of the other. Because the things you will deal with in a 40 years ministry or a 40 year business, it's, it's, not, it's, diff, it's, it's huge. You have to do, deal with the payroll, you have to... De- deal with you know people you it's, it's a lot some of us can even handle a staff of uh, three people not to talk of now inheriting a thousand a, a staff of eighteen thousand five hundred people how we you're not dealing with one you're dealing with eighteen thousand different people with different personalities so god allow us to uh look at you know go through the process learn everything you want to learn at every stage because sometimes you think you know everything but you don't hallelujah so there's really nothing you can do to earn God's favor. So stop trying hard to impress God. Stop mixing up grace with the law. The grace of God has made all things available to you. And guess what? One of the, my words for this year is enjoy your life. At whatever stage you are, enjoy your life. Enjoy, smile, laugh at yourself. Amen? 
The person who hasn't made any mistake, has, if you don't make mistake, you can never be successful. If you are not disappointed, you cannot be appointed. Amen? So we must know that, you know what? God has great plan for us. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians 2. I'm going somewhere. Hallelujah. The coat of many colors. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 2. And I'll read verse... Um, wait a minute here. Okay, I think I've gone. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Hallelujah. All right, let me quickly run here so that uh, because of our time. Okay, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Hallelujah. So quickly, let's look at what does the coat of many colors represent? Number one, each color has a meaning. Each color of the coat has a meaning. I'm not wearing a coat of many colors, so I'm wearing a <laughs> I'm wearing a shirt of many patterns. So each each, each color has a coat. So let's assume that um, you know this is an assumption. Let's assume that there was color yellow on the shirt. What does that represent? Let's go to Ezekiel one verse four. Color yellow represents the glory of God. So when that man was designing the coat of many colors. He has something in mind. He wants that coat to be an identity for his son. And you and I have imaginary coat of many colors too. But I want to submit to you tonight that we must believe God, we must make up our mind that even when that coat is taken, our identity is not taken. When you lose that business, your identity shouldn't go with it. When you lose that job, your identity shouldn't go with it. Are you with me? Whatever it is, when you are disappointed and you had an expectation and it doesn't happen, your identity shouldn't go with it. I'm dealing with something right now, and it's a flashback from what I experienced uh, some years ago. That if I don't take a step of faith, I would never be able to overcome that. You know, sometimes you are in a place where, you know, something happened, and then you think you overcome it until you need to take a similar step. And then you find out that you are playing back what had happened five, ten years ago. And then, you, before you know it, the enemy is using that against you, you will not even be able to see. Faith sees. And you won't be able to see in faith. You will not be able to speak faith. You will not be able to act faith, not to talk of receiving by faith. And so tonight, that's what we're dealing with. Because to become a champion, we need to deal with this thing. So when the court is no, more, no longer there, because that was the first thing the brother took of Jacob, um, Joseph. But now look at it. Even without the coat of many colors, what happened to Joseph? Did he stop there or did he go forward? Like some one man was uh, asked that, um, you know, you've lost everything and all that. He said, you know, give me tomorrow. Give me tomorrow. Donald Trump lost everything. He was bankrupt. But the following year, 12 months after, the guy got almost everything back. How did he do it? He didn't allow his coat that he lost. The coat of many colors that I lost to be the end. He knew that if God did it before, God would do it again. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 1 verse 4. Praise God. So he so the first color is uh, amber or yellow, which represents 
the glory of God. Let's, let's read that. Um, I always want to get into the scripture so we know what we're dealing with. Yes, forgive me, I'm not able to open the, uh, this thing because I'm using one hand to... <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, one, four. He said, Then I looked, and behold, a wild wind was coming out of the north, a great cloud with raging fire and governing itself, and brightness was all around it, and radiating out of its midst like the color amber out of the midst of the fire. It's talking about the glory of God. You see color amber there? Amber is the same thing as yellow. So, it's yellow. Yellow represents the glory of God. Number, uh, the second color that was possibly on that coat is black. And black is a reflection of death, disease, famine, sorrow, as a result of sin. And so, the color black was on, on uh, the, the color yellow was on, um, on Joseph's uh, coat. So that God represent, um, reminded, his father was reminding him of the glory of God. And the second which is black was a, a reminder of the result of sin. And he was just trying to warn him of the blackness of sin. And as he was preparing, I said, no wonder he could say to Potiphar's wife, I am not going to lie with you. No wonder he ran away from sin. Because he remembered. It's coat of many colors. Remember the, the black patch. And say, ah, I know the result of sin. I know the blackness of sin. The third color possibly was color blue. And if you read through Exodus, you see that the color blue was described, was used to describe the curtains and the robes of the high priest. As it goes into the tabernacle, it goes into the holy of the holy uh, place. It's a reminder of the importance of the worship of God. That's what color blue represents. And also the importance of making heaven our home at the end of it all. Number four, the fourth color that was um, possibly on his jacket is the color red or crimson or scarlet. And that represents the blood of Jesus that washes away our sins. So no matter how much, uh, you know, Blackness it is, the blood of Jesus washes away our sins. We can put an Exodus 12 verse 13, uh, Hebrews 9 verse 22. Let's read Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23 verse 31. Proverbs 23, 31 to 35. Alright, so we'll go quickly. Alright, so he said, Do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it swells around smoothly. At the last, it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things, and your heart will utter perverse things. Yes, you will be like one who lies down and in the midst of the sea, or like one who lies at the top of the mass, saying, They have struck me, but I was not hurt. They have beaten me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake that I may seek another drink? You know, this is just talking about, um, um, you know, saying. The other color is gray. Gray, God was, I mean, the, uh, Israel was telling Joseph that one day you'll be old. Now you are young, but one day you'll be old. You'll be gray hair one day. 
And also it means it's a reminder not to waste your life and make it count. God was, the father was trying to tell him, don't waste your life, boy. Make your life count. Don't look at yourself like Paul told Timothy, let no man despise your youth. You know, don't say, oh, I'm young now, you know, what can I do? I was telling one of my sons yesterday, I said, at your age, was when Jesus started opening up the scripture in the temple. So don't tell me you are too young. <laughs> if, I, if, if, if I knew what I know now, if I, when I was your age, if what I know now, I knew it, or what you know now, if I knew it at 12, of course I won't be where I am today. Because I can see people started early. If you started early with God and you are consistent with God, there is no way you make progress. But then it's not too late. At whatever level we are, God has given us another chance. So we've got to make our life count. Amen? And another one, I have two more, is green. Color green was on the, on the coat. And green is talking about rest. He's talking about rest here. Uh, let's go to Psalm 37, verse 1 and 2. Green is talking about rest. When we rest in God, what we have. Psalm 37, verse 1 and 2. He said, Do not fret because of evildoers. Do not be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. So this is the rest that come from knowing God and lying down in the green pastures. Lying down in the green pasture. Psalm 23, verse 1 to 2. Can we read Psalm 23 as well? Verse 1 to 2. Can we read that quickly? Talking about lying down in green pasture. He said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. You see that? So that's what it's about. It's about resting in God. It's about resting and lying down in the green pastures. And the last color I'm going to talk about tonight is color white. And white represents purity. It represents holiness and righteousness. Purity. Holiness and righteousness. So what happened when the coat is taken? When the when in Genesis thirty-seven, let's read Genesis thirty-seven and see what they did to him. They, they strip him. The Bible says of his coat. Of the coat, they took it. Genesis thirty-seven, verse twenty-three to twenty-seven. They took his coat, and um, the Bible said they stripped him of it. They didn't ask him, "Can we take this coat?" They just took it. They stripped him off. He said, so it came to pass, uh, before then he was looking for them, his father sent him to go look for them uh, and come and give him a report. So now he got one man, the man said, oh, they've gone this way, they've gone to Dothan, so he went uh, after them. He said he overheard them, said they were going to Dothan, so he went after them. And then he got, uh, the Bible said, so when it came to pass, when Joseph had come to his brothers, that they stripped Joseph of his, of his coat, the coat of many colors that was on him. They took, then they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. And they sat down to eat a meal. Then they lifted their eyes and looked, and there was a company of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead 
with their camels bearing spices, balm, and marrow on their way to carry them down to Egypt. So Judah said to his brother, What profit is that if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let our hand be let our, not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh, and his brother's listen. So they strip him, the Bible says. They strip him. So when the coat was taken, the enemy thought that was the end of his dream. Because you will see that even from the day that he started dreaming, his brother were like, you know, even when he was coming, as he was approaching, and they said, okay, we'll see what, we'll, look, behold, the dream are coming. The enemy cannot stand our dream. So the attack was not on his coat, but on his dream. The devil cannot stand your dream because it will impact his kingdom. And that's why we can't give up. No matter how much they said the, the righteous for seven times, guess what? It bounces back again. We cannot give up if we want the greatness in us to emerge. Hallelujah. And we mustn't allow vision, we mustn't allow provision to replace our vision. Because sometimes you know, we submit our vision to provision. We leave what God has called us to and we begin to chase how to live. And I put here, a distracted life is a purposeless life. A distracted life is a purposeless life. Without a purpose, life is lived on empty. Why? It cannot deliver on its capacity and capability. So, we cannot give up on our dream. So quickly, let's look at rising above the season of disappointment. Um, number one, David, I mean, Joseph had to rise above, above that. He was betrayed by his brothers. But he used that period of his journey. I mean, the Holy Spirit was telling me this. He said when they you know, sold him to the Ishmaelite, between that time, the, between the journey uh, from when they sold him and the, the journey to Egypt, he used that period to process things. He suddenly realized that I'm no longer within the... Um, within the environment where anybody's going to pamper me. My coat has been taken. So he used that period um, to process things and settle down to the fact that it could have been worse. And I want to say that to you tonight, that it could have been worse. And as long as you are alive, there is hope. It could have been worse. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about that? You lost your... You lost your coat, but you didn't lose your life. <laughs> are you with me? You lost that business, but you're still alive. There are people who lose the business and they hang themselves. Are, are you with me? It could have been worse. There are things that happen to you that you're still here, but the, uh, some things happen to some people. What happened to you? You know, less than half of that happened to some people and they've handed it. They've, you know... Uh, committed suicide by taking pills and, and handed it and, 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 and all that. Like a short movie I watched, two people lost their job. One lost his job, I mean the other guy, and they were uh, paid, you know, severance. Um, and one of the, of the guys decided to start a business. So he saw it like, okay, I lost my job, it's an opportunity to start his diet business. The other one, you know what he kept doing? He kept wallowing, oh no, miserable me, oh no. There's a difference. It's all about perspective. Amen? It could have been dif- uh, different. Number two, he went from being a favorite child to being sold into slavery. As a teenager, he had to learn to look after himself. There was nobody to say, take care of your room. You know, your shoes are everywhere. You haven't put your clothes in the laundry. There was nobody. 
So what now became uh, is the his dream was as good as gone at that time, but he knew that as long as he's alive, God will still deliver on the promises. So you need to understand that as long as you are alive, God will still deliver on his promises. He will deliver on his promise. Number three, he became a maid. When his mates were learning in school, he was a maid. He didn't become a maid by choice. But now his relationship with God became his school. Because you will often read in scripture, and God was with Joseph. And God was with Joseph. And God was, ah, God was with Joseph. Why? It wasn't like God was with him. He also was with God. There's no way God will be with you and you are not with God too. That became his school. Unlike Moses that was able to go to school in Egypt, he wasn't privileged to go to school. But how was he prepared that when, when Pharaoh called him a few years after, and Pharaoh called him to become the prime minister, how did he know what to do? He went to the school of the Holy Spirit. And as I wrote here, you are not at a disadvantage. Because you didn't go to Harvard University, you are not at a disadvantage. Because you didn't have the master's degree or first degree, whatever degree, you are not at a disadvantage. There are people that the only thing they had was a high school and they are multi-billionaire today. I was reading the story of a guy that, um, you know, I, mean, I was reading a story, I, I like reading such story of a guy who at this moment is worth about uh, 15 point something billion pounds. And this guy, if you, <laughs> this was a guy that grew up in a project, you know, housing you know, project. But he didn't allow that to stop him. His father was a joiner. And joiner are like aunts, um, you know, um, they're like, most like, more like people that you see, they're not plumber. They're not proper trained plumber. They, uh, they're more like people who work with wood, uh, you know, around the house and stuff like that. that that's, his father was that. And that was what he grew up seeing, but he didn't stop that. And when he went, he, you know, the little education he had, he started working and then from there. The guy decided to pursue his own, uh, started his own business in 1989. And uh, uh, today, it's worth 15 point something billion pounds. He didn't allow his environment to stop it. Hallelujah. Amen. So you are not at a disadvantage. Number four, he was wrongly uh, convicted of rape. What do you do when you are lied against? He knew he was suffering because of his integrity. He kept that integrity. He kept that integrity. Number five, those he helped in the prison forgot about him. But he knew that God would remember him at the right time, and God did. So even when you're flat on your back and it looks like nothing is happening, remember, God is going to remember you at the right time. So quickly, let's look at what Joseph did. Number one thing that Joseph did, through all these things is, number one, he believed God. Joseph believed God. Romans 4 verse 3. He believed God. So my question to you is, the Bible said concerning Abraham, Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Do you believe God? Because it's one thing for somebody to give up on you. It's one thing for disappointment to come. Disappointment will come. Do you believe God? Do I believe God? Number two, he kept his relationship with God on top of everything else. When you are going through disappointment, that's not the time to run away from God. Because what happened? I noticed that when people are going through, that's when they stop coming to church. 
That's why they still stop attending fellowship. They wallow in misery. They wallow in disappointment. They separate themselves from uh, you know, the support system that can encourage them. That's not the time to do that. Matthew 6.33, 6, first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything. So he kept God. He kept his relationship with God on top of everything else. Number three, he was diligent in every season. Everything, say whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your mind. Be diligent. Because diligence is rewarded. He didn't dwell too much on his current situation. Like some of us will. He did not dwell and say, oh, miserable me. Do you know that every point, if you want to think about, if you want to uh, meditate on the negative, it's so easy to meditate on the negative if you choose to. Because you see that almost every time, not everything will go perfectly. There's never a time where everything is perfectly, perfectly, perfectly. So if you want to dwell on negative, it's so easy to dwell on negative. Oh, I don't even like this car. I wish I have a better car. Then the car gets fixed. Oh, this house is even too small. I wish I have a bigger house. Then the house gets fixed. Oh, I wish, this business is only bringing in 500,000 a year turnover. I wish I have a business that is bringing in $2 million turnover so that I can do more things. And then they come. Oh, I wish we can go on holiday, you know, three times a year. We are only able to go on vacation twice. And then you get it three times. There is never <laughs> God will help us. We always have something to talk about. God is merciful. You know, sometimes I just wonder what he, how he handles all that. That's where he's God. So, he was diligent in every season. Number four, he had hope. Bible says hope does not disappoint. Romans 5 verse 5. He had hope. Number five, he surrendered his gift to God. When they call him out the other time, you know, to interpret the dream, he said, oh, God is the one who interprets dreams. But when he was in prison, he was the one interpreting dreams. But he submitted his gift to God. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18, verse 16. Number six, he was prepared. Even though not physically prepared, but he was mentally and spiritually prepared. So that when, when he was called. So even when you are going through that disappointment season, don't just surrender everything and just give up everything. Keep getting yourself ready. Because opportunity will come again. Will you be ready when the opportunity shows up again? Will you be ready? Will you be ready? Will you be ready? Will you be ready? Number seven, he forgave his past. We have to forgive our past. You know, because what do we call disappointment? It's people not meeting our expectation, isn't it? So you need to forgive the past. And we can read in, in Genesis 20, 50, verse 15 to 21. Joseph forgave. When his father died, his brother came and bowed down. Remember, they were supposed to bow down. So they came and bowed down, finally bowed down again. And they were like, oh, now that our father is dead, Joseph will now deal with us. He said, no, am I God? No, I'm not going to do that. You meant for evil, God meant it for good, to preserve a generation. I'm not going to do anything. To... He forgave them. Genesis 50 verse 20, he told them, no, I'm not God. Hallelujah. So forgiveness releases you into your prepared place. There's a prepared place for you. Can we just talk to the Lord tonight? There's a prepared place.
Genesis, uh, Psalm 66, Psalm 66, verse 11, um, verse 10 to 12, there is a prepared place. Why don't you thank God for the disappointment? Like, like, like David said, he said, it was good that I was afflicted. It was good that I was afflicted, that I might seek you. If I was not afflicted, I wouldn't have known how powerful you are, what you are able to do. It was good that I went through what I went through. It was good. It's good that I'm going through what I'm going through because I know the end of it on your name will be glorified. Lord, I will worship you tonight. Let's talk to the Lord. Ask him. Whatever we are going through, can you get somebody? Let's, let's go around, get somebody's hand and pray for them. You can't get up. Just hold the hand of the person next to you and just pray for them tonight. Hallelujah. You know, and I would prefer that it's not husband and wife possible. <laughs> Amen. So you can pray. I want you to pray. I don't want husband and wife. I don't want husband and wife. You know, you know what each other is going through, at least to an extent, but pray with somebody who doesn't know what you are going through. Who can pray for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hold hand with somebody and pray for them. Uh-huh. Now let's do that. Pray for them tonight. Just pray for them. Lord, whatever they are going through right now, whatever they are going through right now, that the Lord will walk through with them. In the name of Jesus. Even though they might have lost their coat of many colors, they are not losing their identity. They are not losing their purpose in you. In the name of Jesus. They might have lost their coat of many colors. They might have been stripped of their coat of many colors. But they are not losing their identity with that. In the name of Jesus. Ask the Lord to put dreams in their heart. Ask the Lord to put dream, vision in their hearts in this season. In the name of Jesus. In any way, the enemy has tried to use provision to steal the vision that God has given. Oh, begin to pray that tonight, Lord, we put an end to that. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise and glory for what you are doing in this season. Lord, we appreciate you, Father. We thank you, O Lord. In the name of Jesus, come against every spirit of discouragement tonight. Come against every spirit of discouragement. In the name of Jesus, ask the Lord to lift up their spirit. Ask the Lord to encourage the Bible. Says, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. So tonight we receive encouragement. We receive encouragement in the name of Jesus. We rebuke every spirit of discouragement. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. We receive the joy of the Lord tonight. We receive the joy of the Lord tonight. In the name of Jesus, we speak all of favor over every one of us. Every one of us tonight, we receive the favor of God. Receive the favor of God, O oh Lord, for this season. We receive the favor of God right now. We receive the favor of God. Bible says you surround the righteous with favor as with the shield. The Bible says the favor of the Lord is in the house of the righteous. And so, Father, we thank you. The Bible says the set time to favor Zion is now. And so, Father, we proclaim, we decree and declare the favor of the Lord. Over you, over your household, over your project, over your career, over your business. In the name of Jesus, we command the favor of the Lord right now to begin to re- release everything that you need. Every finance you need, oh Lord, every door that needs to be opened. In the name of Jesus, every documentation, oh Lord, every job opening that you need, oh Lord, we command an opening now. We command an opening, we command a release, a supernatural release tonight. We command a supernatural release tonight. In the name of Jesus. Every conspiracy of hell. 
Every gang up of hell. The Bible said they shall come in one way, but they shall flee in seven ways. Every gang up hell of hell against your finance, against your career, against your business tonight. Lord, we cancel them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Go ahead and thank God because you know his answer tonight. Give him praise. Give him praise. We're not moved by what we see. We're moved by the word of God. We worship you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus.